This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Professor Carl Ulrich. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich. I'm the Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton, where I teach entrepreneurship innovation as well as product design. I'm really lucky to welcome into the studio my next guest, David Cannington, who's the co-founder of Nuhira. David, thanks for coming in. Thanks. Glad to be here. All right. So first things first, let's point our listeners to your to your website. It's newhira.com, but I'm going to spell because the, the new is N-U. So it's N-U. H-E-A-R-A, newhera.com. So if you're someplace safe and at a web browser, you can check it out. Okay, David, give us the elevator pitch for Newhera. Well, look, Newhera is a hearing intelligence company. Um, We create game-changing hearing devices that sort of essentially make hearing accessible and affordable to lots of people around the world. Um, And our core product is a product called IQ Buds. And they are intelligent, truly wireless earbuds um, that essentially give you the ability to be able to control how you hear the world around you and connect your digital devices. So it's, a, you know, some people describe us as a sort of part hearing aid paid, part noise cancelling headset, part um, Bluetooth earpiece. It's essentially giving the, cons- the consumer the ability to control how they hear the world around them um, and also connect to their digital devices. So tell us the, describe for us the physical object. So they're two truly wireless earbuds, so absolutely no wires. Mm -hmm. Um, You wear them in your ears, obviously, comfortably. Um, They look really cool as opposed to those white ones that hang down from your ears. (laughs) Some people claim look a little dorky. (laughs) Um, And we have a charging case that you put the buds back into and... um, in terms of battery life, you get about five hours of uh, Bluetooth streaming and about 10 hours of hearing processing out of the buds, and you put them back in the charging case, you get a three additional three charges. So it's, mm-hmm. it's about 20 hours of Bluetooth streaming and 40 hours of hearing processing out of the product. I see. So the, 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 the case, as I think, I don't have those white dangly things, but, <laughs> I, but the case has, has a battery in it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then just for us... Uh, old school people. These are these are in in ear devices, right. and they and they provide some measure of acoustic acoustic seal. Is that oh right? yeah. yeah yeah absolutely. Okay. You get you're getting a, a nice fit, nice occlusion of your ears. Yeah, um, very important. So the product that we ship has about eight different tip sizes, and I see. our high end product has some foam tips in it. So it's really important to get a good fit. Yeah. Um, but also the other thing that I. I neglected to mention is it comes with an app. So ah. the app allows you to be able to personalize how you hear mm-hmm. and then customize how you hear in different locations based on certain criteria. Yeah. And when you say it's it's attractive, it's a it it it's a you will see a dark object in your ear, but it's a it's a it's a puck it's a little puck shaped device, right? Yeah. That you see. Yeah. Okay. I mean we, yeah. we've got two products, IQ yeah. Buds and IQ Buds Boost yeah. and I can tell you why they're different yeah. but the iq buds has got sort of black and silver and the mm. boost is purely black yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think it's probably pretty obvious how the Bluetooth connection to a digital device works, but yeah. tell us about the other cool stuff. Tell yeah, us good. about controlling yeah. my hearing. Yeah, yeah. well, look, um, you know, there's some pretty sophisticated technology that goes into the whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Bud's perspective, you know, you obviously Bluetooth to the smartphone, and then we're using NFMI, near-field magnetic induction, mm-hmm. earbud to earbud, to make sure that we've got pretty good latency. Um, and that in itself is a bit of a challenge. A lot of these truly wireless earbuds um, went a different route. That was Bluetooth to blue, Bluetooth from ear to earbud to earbud, and that didn't work out okay, too well. So, so let me just make sure I get it. I, okay, I'm just guessing the issue is you can't connect both devices, both earbuds to the device using Bluetooth. You Correct. can only connect to one, and then how do you get the other one to do the right thing? Correct. So, so you, you connect to one, and then you have your own protocol to connect. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's off-the-shelf technology. Yeah. You know, NFMI has been used, that technology has been used mm-hmm. in hearing aids for over a decade. Yeah. Um, right from the outset, we believed that was the way to go. Right. Um, we invested in it, and it was the right decision yeah. because we never really had any issues with the above. And, and that, that lets me avoid the, the necklace, uh, the loop, Correct. The loop for, or under my neck from ear to ear. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, the, the, the truly wireless aspect to our technology is a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, yeah. even Apple delayed yeah. the launch of yeah. their AirPods by about four to five months mm-hmm. when they first brought them out. And there's been a lot of startups that have gone under uh, trying to do what right. we're doing. Right. Um, it's a multitude, multitude of technology challenges, not yeah. just the NFMI. Yeah. We, you know, we've got digital signal processing. We're using you know, battery technology, um, drivers for audio. You know, I mean, essentially right. in each earbud, it's, right. it's pretty amazing. In each earbud, there's... You know, there's three boards, three microprocessors, two microphones, a speaker, a tap touch control, two antennas, and a battery in each yeah, one of them. Wow. And then you've got to control that through an app. So there's a whole app side right, to the right, to the technology right. build. Um, so it's not an it's not an easy right. thing to okay, do. Okay, well, as an engineer, I'm loving this, but yeah. we got to tell our listeners what what does it do for me? Like, oh, why do I care? It's yeah. it's it's an incredible experience yeah. for the consumer because you know, in this really busy, noisy overstimulated world of ours, um, we've really lost control of how we interact with our environment. Mm-hmm. And what IQ Buds essentially does, it really gives you back the control mm-hmm. to be able to hear what you want to hear in certain situations. I'll give you a classic example. Yeah. Um, you go into a restaurant, yep. um, loud ambient noise, really hard to separate the speech from the background noise. Um, it's very frustrating, particularly when you get a little older. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today's lunch, actually. Yeah. I, I was brutal. There you and go. I was having. I was thinking it the whole time. Yeah. There it you was go. Brutal. So, yeah. so if you'd been yeah. wearing IQ buds, you would have yeah. been able to go into the app. Yeah. Drop the ambient noise back and elevate speech, and actually wow. had a really comfortable conversation. Yeah. Lock that in. Next time you go into yeah. the restaurant, you just tap on restaurant, and away you go. But, 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 what about? Okay. So, what am I immediately thinking? I'm immediately thinking, yeah, but how geeky is that? And 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 am I going to be perceived as wearing a hearing aid? So how do you deal with those oh, objections? Yeah. You know, the great thing about our product yeah. is, A, it doesn't look like a hearing aid. Yeah. B, it, it performs, you know, it's not a hearing aid. We can't right. call it a hearing right. aid, but it's got some pretty sophisticated hearing yeah. technology in yeah. it. So when, when you're wearing it, you're just, you know, I mean... What's geeky? You know, Apple well, AirPods. True. We are in we are in San Francisco. Every, <laughs> well, no, everyone's wearing earbuds. Yeah, everyone's yeah, wearing yeah. either wide earbuds or headsets. Yeah, yeah So it's right. become so socially acceptable yeah. to wear something in your ears, no matter what environment you're in, mm-hmm. that you know people are actually more uh, inquisitive about it yeah. rather than having a negative response to yeah. it. If you were wearing a hearing aid, right. 
they would look at you and you've got some sort of age disability stigma. Right. You're wearing IQ buds. You're yeah. just wearing a cool pair of wireless yeah. earbuds. All yeah. right. So I, so I can do the ambient noise control. You mentioned noise, noise cancellation more generally. So I could also wear them on the airplane. Or, yeah, yeah. This is what we call um, um, sync, which is super intelligent noise control. It's a dynamic range of noise control. So it's just not all on or all off. Um, it's one of our unique uh, uh, technology points of difference. Um, you've got EQ frequency. So the great thing about our product, this is the IQ Buds, is that it's giving you a level of control and customization and how you hear in different locations. So you've set it up for your restaurant. Mm -hmm. You may set it up for outside on the street. We've got a street um, situation setting, and there you'll find a nice blend between your your surroundings and your music stream. Ah, right. interesting. So yeah. you get that augmented yeah. hearing. Yeah. You know, and I control all that through through my app. All the app. Yeah. And then on the go, you actually can tap touch the earbuds that mm. sort of allows you to orchestrate your way through your audio world. Yeah. You don't even have to touch your phone. Once yeah. you set it up, you can... You can basically orchestrate your experience by just tap touching on the mm -hmm. earbud. And I, you know, a classic example of that is when I travel, I fly to New York, I put them on. When I get through immig uh, through immigration, through a security at SFO, and I really don't take them off until I get to Newark. Yeah. Because I'm tap touching into noise control, into speech enhancement, into fast forward yeah. track. And yeah. It's really giving you terrific control without touching your phone. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. All right, so I just took a quick look on Crunchbase, and it, if I, if that data is to be believed, you you started this company eleven years ago. Um, no, okay, that's not true. All right, my co-founder and I started this company about four years ago. Okay, but it's our second hearing technology company. Ah, okay. Um, so we've been in this business for quite a while now. Yeah, the last one we had was an industrial headset that had some IP around separating speech ah, from background noise yeah. in loud industrial environments. Yeah. It's really where you know the light went off for mm -hmm. for Justin and I. Mm -hmm. We saw you know essentially middle aged blue collar workers that had a little bit of noise induced hearing loss put our products on and, and just be blown away by the experience. Yeah. And we looked at that and said, "Wow, if we could one day miniaturize all of this and bring it to the consumer market, that would be you know a great business model." Yeah. Um, and fast forward growth of wearables. We left that company. We fast forward wearables. We saw the growth of wearables, you know, exploding. Knew that the technology would move from the wrist to the ears. The ears was a, was you know we knew how to build technology in the ear, mm -hmm. and that's when we started New Hera. Um, and really, it was, from a timing perspective, it was it was pretty good because yeah. hearables were just starting to be accepted as a form factor. Yeah, and of course, you know, since then a lot of companies have come into the space, including Apple, who have made it you know, socially acceptable to wear things in your ears. We're very different from them because with the technology and, yeah. you know, what we're trying to deliver from a consumer experience is extremely, is very different from yeah. just music. They're just, yeah. they, they just allow you to listen to make, yeah. make phone yeah. calls and listen to music. So, yeah. So the, so the, it's, it's actually a nice lead in to my next question. The, the, um, the, the question is what had – there was social acceptance yeah. of having things in your ears, but what else had to be what, – what were the other enabling technologies? This is a really hard thing to do, it mm. seems to me, mm. and there are a lot of carcasses in, mm. in this industry. Mm. So what had to change? What were the things that had to be solved, the technical problems that had to be solved that enabled this kind of technology? That's actually a – a really good question. I think miniaturization was one of them, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you had 
enough battery. Yeah, battery seems in like a big deal. Battery's yeah. a, a big issue. It's it's one of the reasons why a number of the companies have fallen over. Yeah, they made poor decisions around size of battery to try yeah. and miniaturize it, and they only got one or two hours of life out of it. Yeah, you know. So there's efficiency around um, processing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a combination of all these different technology yeah. skills yeah. and bringing them all together to deliver a great consumer experience. And that, you know, there's a lot of people that came into this business without the history that our team has. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, one of the reasons why we've been able to be successful and still around is because we had 10 years of experience before we started New Hero. We yeah. had a team of people that we worked with before. Yeah. We knew where we could get great talent that had a deep domain expertise We've been very efficient with our capital burn. We've made very disciplined decisions around research and development and where we focus our efforts from an engineering perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't tried to take over the world, you know, in 12 months. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, this isn't the first time that Justin and I have started businesses and we recognize that even though this is a new new, new industry and a new market, these things just don't explode overnight. Yeah. You know, and so you want to be really smart during those early stages of the, the market growth. Yeah. To gets to a point where you can start scaling, yeah. And we're we're kind of at that point now. That the the really exciting thing that we just we just launched. It's been in the market for about two months now. Is IQ Buds Boost, which mm. is product we unveiled at CES earlier on this year. It's very very cool because it's sort of taken us into this hearing health space. So Boost essentially has um, some software in it which we built called Ear ID, and it and basically what it does is it allows the consumer to assess their own hearing profile. Mm. And then we've licensed some um, uh, prescription uh, formula from a world-renowned um, research uh, lab down in Australia called National Acoustics Lab. And this prescription formula is called NL2. And what it does is it automatically calibrates your IQ buds to your own personal wow. hearing profile. Cool. So as a consumer, you go into the quiet of your own home, you do your hearing assessment, yep. and then automatically the NL2 kicks in and instantaneously you hear better yeah. if you've got a little bit yeah. of hearing loss. Yeah. Now, of course, it's only designed for people that have got you know, mild to moderate hearing loss. We're not trying to replace an audiologist mm-hmm. or replace a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. There's obviously the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, there's an in- incredible requirement for those products, but there's you know, the majority of people who've got a hearing, hearing challenge fit into the mild to moderate, yeah. and we have a solution for them that's yeah. accessible and affordable. Yeah. yeah. So I'm finding myself wanting to reach for my credit card right now. And, uh, so, so tell me what it's going to cost me for. Uh, give us. You've got two two basic yeah. products. Now, so, the, so the IQ Buds that's been out for about eighteen months now yeah. is two ninety nine. Yeah. And the Boost is four ninety nine. Okay. Right. So of course you know four ninety nine for a consumer electronics product is you know pretty high, but yeah. when you compare it to a hearing aid, it's a steal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, David, it yeah, you can tell from your voice you grew up in Texas. And so um, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about... I'm from the deep, deep south. Oh, yeah. that, even, yeah. so even farther south. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's... I, I'm guessing there's, there's a story to the geography. So... Um, uh, so give us a little bit of the connection to Australia and and yeah, you look, know, your, I, your own journey. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I've been here. I've been in the valley for about twenty five years. Okay, um, yeah. and I've spent a big chunk of that time actually helping Australian tech companies into ah, the market here. Okay, whether as a founder or an advisor or an operator, mm-hmm. um, and met my co-founder about twelve years ago, and you know we've sort of been in the hearing space since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, Australia has some domain expertise in hearing. I mean, you've probably heard of cochlea. 
Yeah, sure. Cochlear is an Australian company oh, no listed way. on the ASX. Uh, yeah. Very successful company yeah. down there. And there's a number of companies that are coming out of Australia or historically have come out of Australia with real expertise in hearing technology. Mm-hmm. So we're not the only ones doing that down in Australia. Um, what's really interesting is that we're based in Perth, yeah. which is you know 14 hours to Sydney, another uh, five hours yeah. across to Perth. It's probably one of the most isolated cities in the world. But strangely enough, a great place to build a technology company like ours because A, um, you know, it's not, we don't have to pay Silicon Valley you know, prices mm-hmm. right or across every, the board for, yeah, from yeah, yeah. office space to right. engineers to whatever. Right. Um, we're a, um, you know, we're a highly respected company down there. So we get the talent we have down there is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We pay them well. They're incredibly loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're one of the companies they want to work for in Perth. Mm-hmm. The third thing is uh, for every dollar we spend in research and development, we get 42 cents back from the Australian government. So that helps us you know, build technology, do the necessary research and development and, and hire the right engineering team to, to be able to deliver. And then, of course, the fourth thing is um, exchange rates. The Australian dollar is fairly weak at the moment, so I think it's probably mid-70s or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of good reasons why um, we've been extremely capital efficient. And, uh, um, you know, we're 40 people um, growing pretty rapidly, but probably half the size of any of our other startup competitors yeah. um, and just just being a lot smarter about how we build the yeah. business. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. I'm Carl Ulrich, and I'm speaking with David Cannington, who's the co-founder of New Hera. Uh, D- David, let's, I, I want to, that's really interesting. So even though you've been here for 25 years, you chose to locate the business or has Justin, was Justin also been here? So Justin and I built our last company out of Silicon Valley. Okay. He came over here and we worked together for about five years yeah, and then so, he went back to Perth. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he was back in Perth. That yeah. was, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, he went back yeah. to Perth. And then, yeah. and then maybe you could talk a little bit about the partitioning of roles because I noticed you have a little bit of an unusual title. It's co-founder and EVP sales and marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So talk a little bit about division of roles and, and, uh, and yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Actually, um, Justin and I are both you know, sales and marketing guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really are. We're both commercial guys. I mean, the, the real br- brilliance of the company is in our team, mm-hmm. not Justin and I. Mm-hmm. I think we're very good at building and attracting really good people mm-hmm. into our companies. Um, I'm here. The largest market that we operate in is in the U.S. Yeah. Um, all of our team in the U.S. are either sales, marketing, or customer service. Yep. Okay, so that's you've got to be close to your customers. Um, Justin, pretty, he's the CEO, and so he looks after all the corporate investment side of things. We're a publicly listed company on the ASX. We did a backdoor listing about two years ago. So there's a huge demand for looking after our investors and, and mm, making sure that yeah. we're doing all the necessary things from a corporate perspective to yeah. be compliant with ASX. Yeah. Um, so there's a big role there. Um, works really well. I mean, we... we you know the the company's getting to a point now where it's it's certainly not just about Justin and I. It's about the team that we've mm-hmm. attracted and and who are committed to building a great company. And uh, um, you know I think we've we've just got a fabulous team. And it's yeah. and it's and the great thing about our team is a forty percent of our senior management team are women, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. which is very unique for technology mm-hmm. companies, and it's very multicultural, mm-hmm. um, which is very indicative of the Australian culture and something that we're very proud of. Yeah. 
It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, so that's interesting. So I want to circle back on something you mentioned. Uh, your listed company on the ASX. You said backdoor listing. That is that a reverse merger? Is that the or how? What? I, so how does there, that work? Yeah, yeah. So there was a um, you, know, you know shell company on the ASX yeah, that see. wasn't doing much. Okay. Um, we didn't want to go through the front door because it's a lot more expensive. Yep. And we were actually probably too early to do that. Um, we needed about $5 million to bring product to market. Yep. Um, we couldn't find it from venture capital mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, and we went down that route. So we, you know, we've raised about $25 million yeah. through since we, since we listed. Yeah. Um, so it's been positive and so, negative. So let me, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know much about this. I doubt our listeners do either. So the problem with a reverse merger like that is you don't necessarily have an underwriting process like um like going public in the traditional sense so you but it gives you currency it gives you something you can sell to to the public so how do you actually raise capital you still are you selling primarily to institutional investors okay and so you're essentially making a sales call to an institutional investor and arguing, well, actually, why don't you just, yeah, it's, it? so, it's, it's, it's no right. different from going through the front door in okay. that respect. All I right. mean, you're just selling, getting you're, listed is cheaper. Yeah, yeah. correct. You're, okay. you're, you're, you're selling the story to institutional investors. Right. You know, obviously they're investing for the future. Right. Um, we're early enough to, you know, to, to be a growth company. Right. It's all about growth. Right. Um, you know, the Australian marketplace has a, quite a different perception on technology stocks than it does here. They're probably less forgiving about just growth and no, no profit right. for long periods of time. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a fair amount of pressure on us to, to deliver, but um, you know, it's uh, the great, th- you know what I really love about being a public listed yeah. company is that we've got 4,000 investors. Yeah. You know, we've got 4,000 shareholders in our business and there's something about that. There's a, this may sound kind of strange, but there's a, there's a community around our mission. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have invested mm-hmm. in our business, not just to make money, but because they really believe in what we're doing as a company, and we are really changing people's lives. Yeah. We're helping people yeah. hear better, yeah. and making you know that experience affordable and accessible. Yeah. And I could show you so many customer reviews yeah. and emails that I've received from customers who have really said that we've changed their yeah. lives. And, yeah. and, and that's that's pretty unique to be able to start a company that's both successful but also you know changing people's lives. It's it's pretty pretty special. Yeah. yeah. Does it also just as technicality? Does it also is does it give liquidity to your employees as well? Is is that an advantage of being listed in this way? Yeah, I mean they they yeah. they, they they all get stock options yeah. and and so um, yeah, then there's fluidity to investing yeah. in the company, yeah. etc. Um, it's it's a it's a classic sort of democratic way of building a business. Mm-hmm. We just started a lot earlier than a lot of other companies yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. You know. Okay, you know, I I want to circle back to the the first commercial product, the first consumer product you yeah. you put out, yeah. and you know, there's a, a a common notion in Silicon Valley of the minimum viable product, mm-hmm. but as you point out, with a consumer product and some of the some of your competitors who've fallen by the wayside didn't get it right on the on the first try. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you thought about what that first product had to do and how close you hit it. Oh, on the first, I, yeah, such a good question. Yeah. Um, look, it really helped that we had that previous company. Yeah. I mean, we literally saw hundreds, if not thousands, of consumers react to what 
we had built and what we were delivering them. Right. So we really had first hand. And let experience. me interrupt you, David. Yeah. The the that product was that product an over ear? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was headsets. A headset and, and yeah. wired earbuds. Yeah. Um, for a commercial application. For industrial. For industrial yeah. So we sold mainly to the the uh, oil and gas and mining yeah. industries yeah. globally. So Justin and I had a vision about this, you know, well before we started the company. Mm. Um, we saw the power of enabling people to augment their hearing mm. or enhance their hearing. Um, but we also believed that you can't just do that in silo. You've got to make sure that they can connect to the smartphone that they mm. live with every day and mm. they interact with every day. And so the idea of being able to build some technology that could help them hear better and then also connect to their digital device so it became, it became part of their whole experience was really important for us. Yeah. And so um, IQ Buds, <laughs> it was really a pretty accurate um, finished product yeah. from the idea that we had. I mean, our VP of product who joined us very early, he was our first employee and he worked uh, with us on our last company. We basically said to him, you know, this is our vision. This is the form factor. We know you can build it. Can you go and build it? Yeah. You know? And he did, um, and it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we had that vision from day one, and and we really delivered on it with the first product. Mm -hmm. And this second product is has really been um, it, it's really evolved from yeah. listening to our customers yeah. because there was a lot of customers that bought the first product and said, "Oh, we need more amplification. We need more. We need to hear better, right? It's not. It's great product, but it's not doing what." Right. We, and so we said, okay, well, there, is what, there are ways to be able to help them personalize their hearing experience more effectively, give them a little bit more amplification so they would be more satisfied with the consumer experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've done with Boost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, we, have, we haven't pivoted. Yeah. We really haven't pivoted. No, but this very, is, yeah, this is you know, fascinating. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a key insight here, which is, there are certain markets where MVP is the wrong approach. The market will not forgive you for not for not being uh, at an at a minimally acceptable at an acceptable level on on every dimension. Yeah. So I, I know one of your competitors, who I will mercifully not name, yeah. launched a product that had forty minutes of uh, battery life, mm. and you can't iterate no. into a solution if it doesn't meet this basic need. And so. Especially think, when it's hardware. Yeah, when it's hardware, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, you can't just push no. an update yeah. out there no. in the hardware. Yeah. And the great yeah. thing about our product is that you know you can push out firmware. I mean, we're, we're doing firmware updates every every quarter, right? Uh, right. Which is enhancing yeah. the performance of the product, and our customers really appreciate that because yeah. they don't have to go out and spend yeah. another two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, but you can't push a new lithium ion battery. You certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly well, no, not within six to twelve months. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I think it's a it's a note of caution around the notion of the MVP. Yeah. And uh, uh, all right. So we're we're out of time. But I wonder if you just give us an update on just tell us how it's going in terms of the traction. You got these two, two new products out. Um, so new product. So we've got two products. One been out since the beginning of last year. Yeah. Boost is doing really well. Yeah. Uh, so excited about the reaction we're getting from customers. Mm -hmm. Just go to our website in in six weeks. Where I think we're at about 160 reviews on just oh, our wow. own website. Yeah. These are people that are coming and talking about how it's changing their life. Yeah. And how they, there was a great headline: "I can hear better." Wow! You know, yeah. I mean, that's the sort of thing yeah. we're seeing on our own website. Yeah. So we're getting tremendous consumer traction on that. 
Um, we're actually just about to bring out our next mm-hmm. firmware update or our first firmware update for Boost. And it's uh, it's got uh, what we call fo- the, a focus capability. So you're in the restaurant, uh, you can focus more yeah. accurately on yeah. the person you want to speak to, which takes the whole consumer experience to a whole nother level. Yeah. And once again, it was it's going to be a firmware update. Yeah, uh, You don't have to pay for it. It uh, comes with a product. Awesome. Um, and we're planning to bring out another product later in the year called Live IQ, which is act- going to be a active noise cancellation, truly wireless earbud in the whole realm of this hearing intelligence. But doing ANC and truly wireless is just represents so many new and different challenges. Yeah. And we're pretty confident we've nailed yeah. them. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. where, where can people buy it? They can buy it on the website, New Hera yeah. and Amazon. Yeah, and, Amazon yeah. and Best Buy. Yeah. And, you know, you go yeah. to Brookstone. And, um, but, yeah, come to New Hera or type right. in IQ Buds into Google and, and, and buy it from our website. And buy it from your website. You get yeah. better margin that way. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, David, thanks so much for coming in. Good. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. All right. The website again, newhera.com, and that's N U. H-E-A-R-A, newhera.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.